Welcome to the Good Work Leadership Podcast. We're your hosts, Laura and Jason Lowen. As a married couple with a combined 33 years of ministry experience, we want to walk with you on your journey of leadership with Christ-centered and relationally strong guidance. Having planted a new church, Union Flint, and being entrepreneurs, we want you and others to say good work as you think about the way you lead. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. We are passionate about helping you discover your own God-given abilities and steward them well. Pull up a seat and let's get cozy and real as we dive into leading well. Let's enter into that good work. So I think with a lot of leaders and a lot of leadership ideas, you know, books, podcasts, whatever, I think the conversation is typically around what is the leader doing and essentially what is what is the output that the leader has. But I don't hear a lot of conversation around what is the leader doing on the other side of it to be filled up, to be poured into. So I thought it'd be great if we could have a conversation about that. Obviously, we all know the horrible effects of being burnt out, and we know what that feels like. So how do we go at it from a preventive and proactive approach? I I think that really it starts with a personal recognition that uh, our cup has holes in it. Yeah. Like none of us are immune to being broken down by just everything that happens in our lives from mm-hmm. our relationship with each other, our kids, outside influences, you know, all that stuff, financial pressures, stuff going on in the world. And so I think when we first recognize that our cup has holes in it mm-hmm. and that um, we're not always going to be like filled up all the way, like we won't be able to be productive if we got nothing to give. Yeah. Or if we are in that place where we got nothing left to give, what we are producing is probably not at the caliber or quality that we really want it to or need it to. Well, it can also be dangerous too if you think about someone who's completely spent and they're on this hamster wheel of productivity and they're telling themselves, you're the leader, you gotta show up, you gotta do this. And there's all this pressure, but there's no real passion left, there's no real life left. And so when you're in that point, I think you can really end up doing a lot of damage to people. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm thinking of uh, that passage in Ephesians 4, you know, just from a church, you know, kind of Christian leadership standpoint, mm-hmm. the call and the commission for the pastor, for the church leader, is that we're called to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about it from a big picture standpoint, our call and commission as pastors, as church leaders, is not to make sure that every role in the nursery is filled and that like, you know, all the stuff that happens on our Sunday morning program, or in our case, because our church meets on Thursday, our Thursday evening program, like our my job as a church leader is not to make sure that all of those roles are filled. Like that's not the ministry that God has called us to. The ministry that God has called us to is to make a difference, have an impact in our community. Mm-hmm. Like as a church, we're supposed to be right a, a light on the hill, right? Like that mm-hmm. like we're supposed to be like salt in this world, like to make a difference. And we can't do that. Like if a salt has lost its saltiness, right? Like mm-hmm. then it's not good for anything except to like throw on the ground and melt snow. <laughs> and uh, we we need to make sure that that doesn't become us. Uh, and 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 I think in the same way, 
if you look at the qualifications for a church leader, it has very little to do with productivity. It has everything to do with character and integrity. And, That's good. Yeah, and you you can't you can't grow in your in, in character and integrity by by focus on becoming more productive. Right. If, especially if in doing that you become more wore down. Like there has to be mm -hmm. seasons where not only seasons where we focus on our own personal growth and our relationship with God and making sure that our cup is filled up. Like there 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 needs to be seasons and moments like for you and I in our marriage. We've made it a point over the last 14 and a half years that we try and do it twice a year, minimum of once a year, go away for at least a weekend. We try and do that twice a year, going away for a weekend, you know, dropping our kids off at a grandparent's house. And we're super grateful for grandparents that have been able to do that. Like we know we're blessed to be able to do that. But like we've made that a priority because we know that if our marriage is healthy, if our marriage stays filled up and focused on each other, more importantly, focused, focused on the Lord, mm -hmm. then we'll have something to offer to our kids. We'll have something to offer to to those that we're trying to lead. So there not only has to be like seasonal times where we do that, but there also has to be that daily rhythm mm -hmm. of allowing God to fill us up, of growing in who we are as a leader. Mm -hmm. I think I think too of, uh, I know you and I have been super into the rise and fall of Mars Hill and the, that podcast series that was put on by Christianity Today, which if you guys haven't listened to that, go look it up where you get podcasts. Um, but I just think of humility. Like we have to have humility. And I think foundationally, the leader who is prideful will be like, I'm good. I don't need anyone to lead me. Right? That's why I mentioned that podcast because yeah. that's, the, that's the whole theme that runs through that. But the leader who's humble and the leader who says, you know what? I I don't think I can do this all on my own. I, I can't. I'm I'm not the end all be all. Um, I think that's just so important. Yeah, you know, and I, I think you know you brought up pride and humility, uh, and certainly that can be found within the context of uh, like Christianity in the church. And I, I think especially if you are a Jesus follower and you listen to this, I would really encourage you to do a word study. Like look up everywhere that the word pride comes up in scripture mm -hmm. and how God interacts with the pride, like it will terrify all the pride right out of you. Like, um, you know, yeah. th there, there's been people in my life that have asked me like, oh, which, which sin is worse? Well, in, in some sense, like all sin separate, well, in a very real sense, all sin separates you from God. But in the sense of the impact that it has in our lives, like pride is exponentially greater as you look at God's posture towards those who are proud. But there's also like, I, I've had several conversations with my dad, who's, you know, was a, a VP in a fortune 500 company and just rose throughout the, the ranks over his career, you know, in this same company. Uh, and a lot of it was built on one people skills, you have to be able to understand how to interact with people, but wrapped around those people skills is humility. Mm -hmm. and, it, and if you if you walk into a corporate environment or a Christian environment it doesn't matter. Like it is the same principle because it's a principle of life. If you walk in there with pride and arrogance, like it's going to be your destruction. Yeah. And if you walk in with humility, like you can be humble and still be confident. Like those aren't Absolutely. mutually exclusive. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that's good. All right. So for the leader who is humble and or is humbling themselves and they're like, you know what? I need to be poured into. I realize that I am not my own teacher. The buck does not <laughs> stop with me. 
uh, where does a leader go if they're realizing, you know what, I either am at the beginning of this journey of needing to be poured into or I want more? Yeah. I mean, the, the first place that we need to go, especially if you're a Jesus follower, is to Jesus, is yeah. to God. I mean, he, he, he's literally given us uh, his word, his mm-hmm. instructions, the Bible. Uh, and it's, I mean, we can't stress that enough. Like, no. take time every single day. And not just take time, take the best time of your day That's good. to spend time with him in his word, reading his word praying about what you just read, praying about all the things that are on your mind, but then thinking about, okay, if this is the word, if this is the passage, if this is the chapter that I've read today, like, God, what is it that you want to speak to me? Yeah. And and if you don't know the answer to that, maybe you should keep reading mm-hmm. um, until, until God gives you something from his word. And he um, promises that if we ask for wisdom... He's going to give it to us, right? Yeah. And we can think about how how does this apply to my life? I think I think oftentimes for believers in the business space who are entrepreneurs, uh, you know, I, I think it can happen in church world, but I, I, I think specifically for Christians in the marketplace, if you will, that there can be a minimization. I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to make it one. There can be a minimization of the word and we can like elevate all these leadership, business, self-help books. And we can say, oh yeah, well, the Bible is for my spiritual life. These Mm -hmm. leadership books are really going to be what's going to propel me and help me. And obviously we are pro- leadership books and business books and I would say some self-help books but at the end of the day God has given us everything we need hey if you are listening to this episode and it's been an encouragement to you it's been a blessing to you we would love it if you would just take a screenshot right now of this episode take a screenshot of your phone and would you tag us at Union Flint and would you put it on Instagram, Facebook if you don't have Instagram, but take us on Instagram. Let us know what you are learning and how God has been moving in your heart through this. So I'm actually preaching on that on Thursday from Mark chapter 4 where Jesus is in a boat with his disciples. The storm is like raging around them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is actually sleeping in the back of the boat. He got a pillow. Yeah, he got a cushion. I mean, like, uh, Mark goes to that length to tell us. He got himself a cushion, a pillow, and like laid down, curled up, and and he's passed out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And these, these people that are in this boat, uh, they wait until like the boat's about to collapse. And it's like, man, like, I mean, I, as I'm thinking through, it's like the, these guys are professional fishermen. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was an arena that, in their mind, they had a, a high level of expertise in. Which I think, which I think, changes the whole story because I heard you say that. I think it was yesterday, and I had never really thought about that. And that one detail colors the entire passage Absolutely. differently. Yeah, because, like. So you can you can if you put yourself in the mind of these disciples, they're battling the storm. Like these guys have been on the Sea of Galilee like hundreds of times. They grew up fishing on the sea. Yeah. So the fact that this storm blew in quickly was not a surprise to them. They were probably expecting at least one of those, maybe more. They like they knew the signs of yeah. a storm. Yeah, they could see it in the sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 
there's, I'm not a fisherman, clearly, but, <laughs> but, but I know that there's, even I can look outside and be like, I think a storm's coming. Yeah. And how much more does a fisherman know that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they walk through this, this, you know, seeing the signs, it blows in as quickly as it does on the Sea of Galilee. And yet they've been through that before. And so in that moment, it's like, man, I got this, I got this, I got this. Until so all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I don't got this. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't they talk to Jesus early? Like the only explanation for that is because in their mind, they were like, you know what? Jesus is really good at all this spiritual mm. stuff. He's really good at this church stuff. He can help me with religious issues. But fishing, I got fishing. Sailing, I got sailing. Mm. And I think, you know, as you were bringing up Christians in the marketplace, like yeah. I, I think we can't separate those two. Either yeah. Jesus is king and Lord of our life or he's yeah. not. Yeah. Like in the same, like, and then, and then you look at the story in Mark 4, uh, and Jesus, like, as they go to him and they're like, teacher, are you just going to let us die? Like, don't you care? Hmm. Um, and we can go into all of that. But like, the reality is Jesus gets up and he speaks to the wind and the waves. And he says, silence, be calm, be still. And it's like, man, I, I wish that in some of the storms in my life, in our lives, that we just tried to like, with that American ingenuity, just like mm. put our shoulder to the plow and figure it out yeah. that we would have way sooner been like, Hey God, mm. Jesus, like, what what's going on here like i need wisdom help, help me through this yeah. and i wonder i wonder how many times after that point uh jesus and his disciples were sailing back and forth across the sea of galilee because we know they do that a bunch and instead of like waiting until they were near death did they wake jesus up earlier <laughs> and mm -hmm. say hey jesus can you help us with this one like i, I don't want to have another one of those experiences right um and i think for us hopefully we can learn those lessons hopefully we can learn those lessons because we hear a story like this mm -hmm. and we're like oh okay so next time i'm supposed to and then we can we can learn that lesson and move forward in our lives knowing that jesus wants to have an active everyday relationship with us yeah. and so it's like man we got to make sure we have those seasons where we're like taking a day or two out and yeah. just reflecting on on him on, on his word and praying and meditating on the things that were which just means thinking deeply about the things that we've read about god mm -hmm. um, but then also those every single day like god wants a daily relationship with us where we're reading his bible we're praying where we're, we're talking with him throughout the day. Maybe it's uh, talking out loud, maybe in your car, uh, whatever. Maybe we're around other people, depending on who you're around, uh, mm -hmm. or just quietly in your own mind. Um, I know that one of the things that you like to do in your time with God is is read through, the like you read that passage of scripture and mm -hmm. then you, you read the Tony Evans commentary on that. Like, yeah, well, talk a little bit about that. Like, why, why do you do that? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it helps to it helps me to understand the word better. I mean, commentaries are of course written by people who have made it their life's work to understand scripture. And so in the areas where, you know, I don't I don't know all the history around uh, the 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 time that the the Bible was written. I don't know everything, not even close about the culture, right? And then I think there's the third piece where in commentaries, they really help to take scripture as a whole. It's not just taking the verse out of context and being like, what is God saying to me in this teeny tiny verse? Although the Lord can do that and he does mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. But what does this look like if we kind of take a step back, if we zoom out a little bit and we look at this, in you know the bigger picture of scripture and so for me that's been super helpful and uh it's been a 
real meaty and meaningful way to understand the word better and to just I feel like get a get a firmer grasp on the word. Yeah, for sure. So I would say that especially if you're a Jesus follower, like, and I would encourage you, even if you're not a Jesus follower, like, this was a book written by God himself. So even if you don't, like, if you're not there yet and you don't know that you believe, like, just purely out of curiosity, I would encourage you to check out this book and spend some time It'll only help it. your life. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll only help. Okay, so, so if we're in the Word, right, mm-hmm. we're spending time with God, which can be through prayer is another way that we can do that. And then what would you say to people? They're like, you know, I'm, I'm looking to hear from people. I'm looking to kind of be mentored, whether in person or maybe, you know, voices online. Like, where can people go? Where can they start? Yeah, I mean, the church is, I would say, the first place you should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the entire call and commission of a church is to make disciples who make disciples, which a disciple is just someone who is following Jesus or following someone who's following Jesus. And, and so like, if that's our entire call and commission as a church, like that should be the first place that you go. And so there are Christians in the marketplace that are experts in all kinds of different fields. And so I, I would go to your pastor and talk to them and just say, hey, like, um, who, who in your church is following Jesus and maybe knows a little bit about this world that I'm living in because yeah. you do want to probably have some sort of like common ground common experience right. uh, to be able to help you outside of the realm of uh, just studying the Bible although you need that but like how does the Bible apply in the banking world mm-hmm. right and so okay someone who's been following Jesus for years and is in the banking world will be able to help you like bridge the gap between the cultural nuances of a fisherman in the first century with a banker in the 21st century. Right. Um, so I would say go to your church and, and, and talk to someone about that because so that is what kinda, we're there for. You kind of take that initiative, ask around, and then take the initiative further and say, you know, hey, Jimmy, uh, Pastor Smith was telling me all about you and he, you know, was raving about you, had nothing but great things to say about you and your integrity and the way that you conduct yourself in the business world. And I was just wondering if I could take you out for coffee this week. Yep. You know, that's one way that we could do that. I think that's a great suggestion. Now, what about uh, as far as listening to finding people online? Maybe I think podcast to me, that's just like easy. Uh, who who can people listen yeah. to? Who would you recommend? And in what times would you recommend that people could practically put their headphones on and listen? Yeah, someone that I've been listening to a lot over the last several years is the Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast. Mm-hmm. What I love about him is that he's constantly interviewing new people. Yeah. Um, and so there's been different times where in my own life, like I'll send you or others a yeah. podcast and be like, oh my gosh, like you got to check this out. Like right. listen to who he's interviewing. And, um, you know, so Kerry Newhoff, man, you do an awesome job asking great questions and mm-hmm. calling out leadership in other people and, yeah. and helping us in positions of leadership learn how to do that I better. think I think with that too, with the Kerry Newhoff show, what I really like is he has on very high caliber leaders. So listening to the Kerry Newhoff show mm-hmm. in and of itself is so good. But then I love that you can discover more really great people. Yep. And you can listen to a podcast or two and you can tell – 
man, I really resonate with this person or I want to hear more of what they have to say. And then you can kind of get a little list going of, man, I have these five people, five additional people that I want to dig into what they have to say and I kind of want to sit under their teaching. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, we live in a world where you can interact with anybody around the globe mm-hmm. uh, in in a matter of moments. Yep. And so, I, I mean, there is absolutely no excuse for us in positions of leadership mm. to not have people speaking into and pouring into our lives, even if you've never met them. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, most of these leaders would be happy to, uh, you know, to interact with you, you know, whether obviously through the podcast, but then they're going to give you ways to connect with them. In every one of the Carrie Newhoff podcasts, he always asks the person he's interviewing, hey, how can people connect with you right. if they want to get in touch? And they'll give you their social media handles. They'll give you their email address or whatever it is. And so like, they wouldn't tell you those things if they didn't want you uh, to ask the questions that you well, have. And I think a lot of the leaders, you know, to be fair, they do have to protect their time because they have so much on their plate and they have their core group and and whatever they're kind of overseeing. But a lot of these leaders, they also have groups, kind of little pods, um, but but places where you could get plugged into as well. Um, Yeah, so I think Carrie Newhoff is great. Another person I love is Craig Mm -hmm. Rochelle. He's a pastor in Oklahoma, is that right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he just is so spot on in what he says and I really love his leadership style. He has, to me, he has a very strong, uh, clear leadership style. And I I just really resonate well with that. He's a very no-nonsense guy that's going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. He's going to tell it to you in the fewest number of words possible. Yeah. Uh, And it's probably going to, like... Uh, rhyme or something like that <laughs> like some sort of mnemonic that's going to make it yeah. really easy for you to not only like understand but even remember right uh, so that as you're going throughout your day you're like oh yeah okay this is where this applies mm-hmm. so yeah uh craig rochelle he's he's definitely a really great guy. he also does a lot of interviews yeah he does um, which, which is super cool so yeah. yeah uh connecting with you know strong leaders like that and maybe maybe you go to one of those two guys and it'll send you down a rabbit trail and then you'll find your person someone who you just man i resonate with the way they communicate i resonate with the the way they say things i resonate with the topics or the people that they bring on like we're not saying that you have to go to one of those two guys right but we're saying that that might be a great place for you to start to find the person that you're like man like this is my guy this is my girl here's who i'm gonna like really lean into and, and in a lot of ways be mentored from that uh, leadership ability. And it doesn't have to be just one. Like I know you and I both have probably three, four, five yeah. that we go to on a regular basis yep. um, to, to gain some of that leadership insight. I think for me, I really like listening to podcasts kind of when I'm getting things done around the house. I know you will listen to podcasts when you're driving around. So if you guys have a commute, uh, I'm sure a lot of you are at home most of the time still. But uh, if you do have an old-fashioned commute, you know, putting on a leadership podcast uh, or and or, uh, you know, just the straight Bible is going to be a great option versus, uh, I know I'm going to step on some toes here, but listening to ESPN or Uh even the regular news, um, 
even sometimes music, you know, it's, it's just really great when we can fill ourselves up and learn something. I know you also, a lot of times when you're working out, you'll do that. I love my, my throwback playlist of music. I got to listen to music when I work out. And then I know when you do yard work or sometimes when you're doing projects around the house, you'll also listen to those podcasts. And for me, it looks more like I'm getting a bunch of laundry done or I'm doing the dishes or I'm making dinner. To me, that's, or when I do, when I do yard work. <laughs> I mean, especially in this era of wireless headphones. Exactly. There's absolutely no reason. Right. For, I mean, we're not battling with those annoying cords that no, are, you No, we're know, not. You're trying to like fold clothes and the cord gets caught in the socks. And you or, trip, I've tripped yeah. over those so many times. So like we yeah. used to try and do that. It doesn't really work too well, but now we have, like, friend, you have no excuse. Like... There, there is the yeah. access that we have to incredible leadership content uh, and the, the way that God has laid out for us how to have an active relationship with him. Uh, he's put people around us like, let, let's go. Let's just, let's go and get it. Right. All right. If people have any further questions for you that they want to specifically ask, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can email me. Jason.Lowen at unionflint.com. L-O-E-W-E-N. You got it. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great day.